0: Welcome to Scare You to Sleep, I am your host, Shelby Scott. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that next week there will be no new episode. I have family visiting in town but I will be back the week after, so no worries, just one week, I, I promise. To hold you over in the meantime, please go check out the live stream I did today on Twitch with my friend, The Witch of the Wood, where we talked about the cosmic horror movie, Event Horizon. The stream already happened, but you can watch the recording on her channel again that is twitch.tv/thewitchofthewood. I'll have a link in the show notes. Please go follow her. Her show's great. She started this I'm the first on this new series she's doing, so please go check it out. This week I have such a fantastic story for you. This story was sent to me by Aiden Fly. Aiden is a non-binary writer from Vermont who loves all things supernatural and unnerving. They often find themselves fantasizing about terrifying situations that would translate well into stories. One day, they hope to publish an anthology series of short, supernatural horror stories. And I think that dream is definitely going to come true after reading this story. Without further ado, this is our ancestors were right to fear the forest. I read once that in antiquity, People were advised to avoid the forests and wilds. These territories were treacherous and often unexplored or unmarked. Those who would enter would not always return. And so, myths began to spread that terrible things lurked within these lands. Most people were content with letting the untamed lands... Remained so. As time went on, though, most of the world moved on to fearing other things. I, however, have come to fear the woods, much like our ancestors did. My family moved to the small wooded town of Sunderland, Vermont when I was eight. My parents wanted some place quiet and not so crowded. Something in contrast to a place like Boston. I didn't particularly want to move, but I hated Boston anyways, so I didn't argue. The place my parents bought was a rustic two-story with a backyard that rested against the western edge of a forest. For the first seven years I lived in Sunderland, things were normal. The woods and I had a healthy relationship. I'd hang out within viewing range of the house, And I would never go in after dark. That changed when I was a junior in high school. That's when my nightmare began. It was a late summer afternoon, and the sky was a dull gray. My friend Chris and I went into the woods behind my house to smoke a joint he bought off a kid in our calculus class for $30. It was a fatty, but Chris definitely got ripped off. We don't need to go far. I just don't want my parents to be able to see us. I told Chris. You've never explored deeper than this? He asked. A Couple times with my mom and dad, but never really been interested otherwise. Then it is time for you to go on an adventure, he said. And I've got the perfect solution to your fear of getting lost. Chris stopped and dropped his backpack at his feet. He rummaged around for a moment and pulled out a can of red spray paint. We can make a ring on the tree as we pass, so we don't get lost. Why are you even carrying that around? I asked. Never know when you want to mark your territory. <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. I laughed. We continued walking deeper into the forest, Chris marking the way. I let him walk ahead of me as we walked further on the ground made soft by years of decay. After a few minutes, he slowed down abruptly before hurrying over to something and saying, Hey, Heather, come take a look at this. What's up? I asked as I approached his side. Check this hole out. Just a few feet in front of Chris was a pit. It was probably three to four meters in diameter. It looked like someone had used a giant post hole digger to lift a perfect cylinder out of the forest floor. Rope-like vines hung around the edges, but the walls of the hole were strangely smooth. How deep do you think it is? I heard Chris light the joint. Good enough spot he mumbled to himself no idea throw some stuff in it I kicked a rock in and waited to hear it collide with something but there was only silence Chris threw in a couple branches as I stood close to the edge watching them fall into the black silence again freaky Chris exhaled smoke and passed me the joint thanks I said as I took a deep hit and peered into the pit it was almost mesmerizing though the longer I stared the more nervous I felt I felt as if something beyond the darkness was staring back at me I took another hit and passed the joint I don't like this hole. I said. My head hurts looking into it. We continued to hand the joint back and forth as we stared into the pit. What do you think's down there? Chris asked. Probably dirt and lots of bugs. I hate bugs. Chris kicked a bunch of dirt into the hole. I don't know, they can be kind of cool. Except spiders. Yeah. ''Fuck spiders! Also, fuck this pit! Let's go home!'' Chris said as he tossed the still-smoking roach into the pit. We watched the light get swallowed by the darkness that filled the hole. ''Man, that's deep!'' I whispered before I turned to follow Chris, who was walking back out. As we made our way to my house, I felt like I'd seen or done something I wasn't meant to. I revisited the site in my nightmares that evening. In my dream, I was staring up at myself and Chris from within the pit. When Chris tossed the roach into the pit, I watched it fall in slow motion for what seemed like an eternity. When the ember tip finally went out, there was an inhuman cry that carved into my eardrums like a hot awl. My vision cannonballed out of the pit and swerved through the trees in the forest until it stopped just outside my bedroom window, where I saw myself sleeping. I immediately woke up and looked out of my bedroom window, my eyes searching wildly for something new or out of place. But there was nothing there. I sat there, hyperventilating for several seconds before I started to calm down. The next day at school, I hurried over to Chris during our shared free period in the back of the library. Hey man, how's it going? He didn't respond. Yo, you good? I put my hand on his shoulder and he jolted upright. Shit, you scared the fuck out of me. He said sleepily, rubbing his eyes. Sorry, I was taking a nap. I didn't get much sleep last night. Did he have the same dream? I thought to myself. I didn't ask. I just wanted it to be a weird nightmare. I sat down across from him at the table and pulled my laptop out. So, what's good? I asked. Not much, but listen to this. After I went home last night, I couldn't stop thinking about the hole. It was weird, right? Chris answered. Yeah, very. I replied. So, I decided to do some Googling. About really deep pits, and came across this thing called Mel's Hole. Some guy called this paranormal radio show in the 90s and talked about this hole he found that was so deep that even an 80,000 foot fishing line didn't reach the bottom. The thing might be a hoax, but regardless, it got me thinking how does the hole like the one we found exist? No idea, but there's something not right about it. And on a side note, can we stop calling it the hole? It's kind of bothering me referring to it like that. How about Heather's hole? It's in your backyard after all. Fuck you, that's gross. (laughs) I laughed. Something else. How about the circle? It was a perfect circle, after all. That's better. So, should we go back and check it out later? Chris asked. Was he not afraid of that thing like I was? Uh, I don't know, Chris. The whole... I mean, the circle. Makes me really anxious. So what are we supposed to do? Forget about it? Chris said with a hint of frustration. I don't know what I want to do, but... Chris cut me off. You had a dream too, didn't you? I stared into his eyes. They twitched. Yeah, the falling roach, and then... Something coming out of the circle. Right? Yeah. I saw it too. I sat in silence for a moment. You want to go back after that? We had the same dream, man. That means something. Nothing happened. For all we know, we were just scared by it and had really similar dreams. Chris had a point. But what if something does happen? Chris scratched his cheek. We'll go from there. Fine, I muttered. Anyways, did you do the homework for Miss Kennedy's class? After school, I had a lot of homework that day and wasn't feeling very social. So I decided to just stay in for the night. While I was working on a short story for my American storytelling class, I heard my parents get in from work. I continued typing away when I heard footsteps ascending the staircase. They stopped just outside my bedroom door. What's up? I shouted. Silence. Mom? I waited for a response. Dad? Again. Silence. Chills slid down my spine as I remembered the dream from the night before. I sat frozen to my chair, until a heavy knock on the door made me jump in my seat. I stared at the door for what felt like hours, paralyzed by fear. After a few minutes, I heard the front door open again, this time accompanied by the voices of my parents. I breathed a sigh of relief. I'm just imagining things, I told myself. I opened my bedroom door so I felt safer, knowing now that my parents were home. With a slight tremble, I resumed writing my short story. Later that night, as I drifted off, the same dream I had had the night before played back to me. Once again, I woke up after seeing myself asleep in bed, this time shivering and covered in sweat. I jumped out of bed and pulled the blinds shut. I looked at my alarm clock. 3.02 a.m. Suddenly, I heard slow, methodical footsteps ascending the staircase again. Moving quickly, I shoved the mini fridge in my room in front of the bedroom door and got back in bed, cowering under my covers as I stared at the doorknob. It slowly began to turn. Go away, go away, go away, go away, I pleaded under my breath. There was the sound of something running at the door and then bang, 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 bang. The door shook one last time then silence i stared at the door until i drifted back into an uneasy sleep the next morning i was awoken by more heavy banging at my door i jolted upright heather open this door shouted my mom i sighed in relief as i got out of my bed and moved the fridge away from the door My mom instantly opened it. Why was your door blocked? I debated telling her the truth, but knew she wouldn't believe me. I was moving furniture around last night and forgot to move the fridge back. Sorry. My mom looked at me with exasperation. Mm, Okay, but don't leave it in front of your door. What if there was a fire? Sorry, Mom. Come downstairs for breakfast. Dad made waffles. When I got to school, I immediately met with Chris. I think something followed us from the circle. What are you talking about? Chris replied. So nothing happened to you last night? No. Why? Something tried to get into my room. How do you know? "'Trust me, Chris, fuck! I'm serious about this. "'Calm down. Just tell me what happened.' I told Chris everything I'd experienced the previous night. "'Christ! Do you think it'll happen again tonight?' "'I don't know. Probably. We have to do something. "'We don't even know what this thing is or what it wants. What can we do?' Maybe there's some kind of offering we can make. I think the fire from the joint woke it up. So there must be something we can do to maybe calm it down. I don't know. That's what they do in horror movies. This is real life. Well, do you have a better idea? No, I guess not. We should try throwing some meat and jewelry in the hole after school. That's oddly specific. What else do demons want? Flowers and mixtapes? I replied sarcastically. All right. Fine. We'll go with meat and jewelry. I'll bring what I can to your house around five. Sounds good. That afternoon, I watched as Chris walked up my driveway. You ready? I asked him. "'Yeah? Are you? You don't look so good,' Chris replied. "'I don't really want to go back there, but I'd rather fix whatever is happening.' The two of us followed the marked trees to the circle. "'Oh!' Chris exclaimed, holding his nose. "'It smells like rotten eggs! Oh!' "'Did it smell like this last time?' I asked. I couldn't remember. Definitely not. I peered over the edge and felt an urge to jump. I stepped back. Alright, let's throw in our offerings. Chris threw some leftover meat he'd had in his fridge into the hole, and I threw in jewelry I didn't wear anymore. Some gold, some silver. Nothing happened. Is that it? Chris asked. We won't know until tomorrow. I felt a sense of relief, as though a heavy weight had lifted from my shoulders. We went back to my place and played video games until Chris had to go home. I felt uneasy but hopeful as the night came. I hadn't heard anything out of place so far. When I went to bed, I laid there listening to the dark silence, fearing that it would not last. To my surprise, it did. I finally fell asleep and didn't wake up again until morning. The offering must have worked. When I got to school, I approached Chris during our shared period. Hey man, I think we did it. I exclaimed, I don't know about that. Chris replied, absently. My gut sank. What do you mean? Once I got home last night, my whole house smelled like rotten eggs. I spent like an hour trying to find the source of the smell, but eventually I couldn't even smell it anymore, so... I just went to my room and went on Reddit. As I was falling asleep, I heard glass shatter downstairs. I figured it was probably just my cat knocking over a glass or something. But when I got down there, the glass from the front door was broken all over the living room floor. I couldn't see anyone outside, but I got this awful feeling that I should not go out there. Where were your parents? Date night. They didn't get back until after all this. Well, what happened next? Well, I didn't go outside. I called my parents and told them that someone threw a rock through the front door. They said they'd deal with it when they got home. I just went to my room and looked at eye bleach and Sheba videos to try to calm myself. But I just couldn't shake the dread. Then, there were these heavy footsteps running down the hallway outside my bedroom. My heart was fucking racing. They'd reach the end of the hall, then run the opposite direction until finally something heavy slammed into my door. I was freaking out at this point, especially when I realized I'd left my cell phone downstairs. Why didn't you call the cops when your door shattered? I don't know! I don't always think straight when I'm afraid. Alright, sorry, sorry. Just tell me the rest. Chris sighed. Anyways, I heard footsteps above me in the attic, too. Then, something started tapping on my window. But I was too afraid to open the curtains. Eventually, I heard my parents' car coming up the driveway... And all the sounds suddenly stopped. It took me a few minutes to calm myself down, but... I told my parents that I thought someone had broken in and might be hiding in the house. They called the cops, who came by and did a search. Did they find anything? No, but... They said they'll station a car outside for a couple nights, just to make sure no one comes back. Well, what should we do? Chris was silent for a minute. What if want something... living? No, Chris, I won't do that. I said sternly. Do what? A sacrifice? Are you serious? Well, your fucking jewels and meat didn't do anything. Chris was getting agitated. I understood his fear, but... I didn't want to do something violent to appease this thing. Listen, man, I want this to stop as much as you do, but not like this. It doesn't have to be a dog or a goat or something. We could trap a squirrel or a rabbit or something and throw it in. I sighed. If you trap them, then fine. Thank you. We'll make this stop. I really hope so. I said. On another note, did you do Miss Chambers' essay? Ah, fuck! That night, I dreamt again. But the nightmare had changed. I was dangling in the pit, clutching a vine, I was filled with dread as I peered into the darkness below. I tried to climb out, but the vine broke. As I fell into the abyss, windows started appearing at the dirt and stone that surrounded me. I could see my family, Chris, and windows that showed families and children in vintage clothing. The farther I fell, the more disturbing the images through the windows became. My eyes flooded with tears. I started to see people I knew from school, silently weeping blood. I saw my parents lying motionless in the backyard. I saw Chris crying in his bed, his teeth stained with blood my descent slowed until I landed in a bed my own bed with my bedroom forming from out of the darkness there was a steady tapping on my window and I slowly got out of bed despite my overwhelming anxiety I felt like I was walking through water As I moved through my room, as I approached the window, I could see the outline of Chris standing in my yard. My window unlocked itself and gently opened, a cool breeze rolling through. Chris? I shouted. He began to laugh. The sound of a crowd of people, but not one boy. He sank into the ground as the world around me began to shake. I woke up to find my bed shaking violently. I started screaming and it suddenly stopped. My heart was racing and I barely had time to catch my breath before I heard a light tapping on my window. I tried to ignore it, but the longer I did so, the heavier it became, until I heard the glass crack. Then, silence. I was not about to look out my window. I picked up my cell phone and dialed Chris's number. He picked up almost immediately. Are you okay? What's up? More stuff happened. We need to finish this tomorrow. Did the traps catch anything? I said between heavy breaths. I I haven't checked yet. What happened? I woke up from a nightmare to my bed shaking and something hitting my window. Were you awake when I called? Yeah. Some stuff happened here too. I went downstairs to get a glass of water, and all the windows and doors in my entire house were wide open. I tried to wake my parents up, but they are like, really out cold. What about the cops? Wasn't there one stationed outside? They were asleep too. The cops really are useless. Is everything else okay? I've been hearing footsteps throughout my house. I've just been hiding in my room. I'll go to bed when the sun is up again. I don't blame you. Just be safe. Will you stay on the phone with me? Yeah, sure. I can't sleep anyways. I stayed on the phone with Chris until sunlight poured through my windows. I could hear what sounded like distant whispers outside my window throughout the night, but they disappeared with the dark. The rest of the day went normally, and the two of us met up after school in my backyard. My parents were still at work as I waited outside my house, smoking a bowl. After a couple of minutes, Chris came around the corner holding two humane traps. One had a large rabbit in it, the other a restless raccoon. My heart sank thinking of what was going to happen to these innocent forest creatures. Are you ready to end this? Chris said to me, more ready than you can imagine. I feel bad about the animals, though. Chris looked at the animals and frowned. I'm not excited either, but it's the only thing that makes sense anymore. Come on, let's get to it. The two of us walked through the forest, following the marked trees to the circle. The land around us was silent, in the cages the animals were going berserk fighting at the cage and making horrible sounds I felt both emotional anguish and physical dread as we approached the circle Chris turned to me does it look bigger than before to you I looked at it I wasn't sure but It definitely seemed larger. Yeah, it kinda does look bigger. Alright, do you want to throw them in? Chris asked me, lifting up the cages. I really don't. I'll cry if I do it. Fuck. Okay, I'll do it. Chris walked over to the edge of the circle and peered inside, taking a deep breath. Okay, I watched as Chris threw the panicking animals into the abyss, the sounds of their whimpers and cries going silent as the circle swallowed them. Tears welled up in my eyes and I wiped my face with the back of my sleeve. Is that it? Can we go now? Let's hope this works. Yeah, let's go back and smoke a bowl. I need to relax right now. As night fell, we parted ways The events of the last few days, ever since we had stumbled across the circle, had been weirder and more stressful than anything I had experienced before. I just hoped this would be the end of things. Since it was Friday night, I stayed up really late. I was still anxious to sleep. By 1am, my parents had gone to bed and nothing had happened yet. I was beginning to feel like things had worked. I checked my phone. There were no notifications from Chris. I decided to call him, just to check up on him. All I got was his voicemail. Chris, you know what to do. He's just asleep, I thought. I continued to play video games until I heard shouting outside my window. I recognized Chris's voice. I immediately ran to my window and opened it. There he was, standing in the moonlit backyard, still in pajamas, and shaking. Dude, what are you doing here? Did something happen? I whisper yelled. I... I... we... we have to go to the circle. Now. Things have gotten worse. Chris huffed. What are you talking about? What happened? Chris sighed angrily and started walking towards the forest without a flashlight. Fuck! I said to myself as I put on a pair of pants and grabbed a flashlight. I also grabbed a knife, just in case. I went downstairs, careful not to wake my parents. And went to the back door. Chris was gone. I was scared, but I wasn't about to let my best friend go to the circle alone. It occurred to me that this might be a trick, an inhuman force appearing as Chris. This was a common twist in horror stories. Even so, I wasn't going to risk leaving Chris alone in the woods without a flashlight. I opened the door, took a deep breath, and started towards the tree line. There was a stagnant mist hanging in the forest as I followed the marked trees, calling out Chris's name. I gripped the knife tight in my left hand as I carefully made my way through the woods. Eventually, I came to the circle, and it was wider than before. It even seemed to be growing before my eyes. There was a loud groan as a tree on the edge lost its grip on the earth and tumbled in, disappearing silently into the abyss. Heather. I heard Chris say behind me. Chris! I shouted as I turned around. He was standing with a slouch just a couple feet away from me. What happened, man? Why are we here? I don't know. I don't know, but it's worse now. It's worse, Heather. Chris, calm down. Talk to me. No. Chris shouted. He pushed (laughs) me and I fell down. I looked behind me. The hole was coming closer. It was hungry. Chris, what the fuck? I shouted as I stood up. He grunted and lunged at me. I dodged him and he stumbled, nearly falling into the expanding abyss. I have to, Heather. It's the only way. He lunged at me again and successfully knocked me against a tree, my head colliding with the bark. I dropped everything in my hands as I hit the tree. He shoved me harder against the bark as I tried to punch and push him away, but he wasn't budging. I'm sorry, Chris. I shouted as I brought my left leg up between his knees. He instantly keeled over as I grabbed the knife from beside the tree. Please calm down and tell me what happened. I said, panting. I don't want to have to defend myself again. Chris moaned in pain and looked up at me before trying to lunge at me again (sighs) I sidestepped him and slashed clumsily with the knife I think it tore his shirt but everything was happening so fast I quickly moved away so that I wasn't facing the growing hole behind me and held up the knife Chris, please stop this Chris cried out and came at me again I swung the knife frantically as he approached me, landing one swipe on his torso. He put his hand to his chest, feeling the warm blood seep between his fingers. He looked at me, with a look of anger I had never seen before. I was afraid before this, but now I truly feared for my life. Please, Chris... I'm not playing. I tried to step back, but he lunged at me again. I raised the knife and stabbed at him, aiming for somewhere that wouldn't kill him. He grunted as the blade of my knife sunk into his right shoulder. <clears throat> he took a step backwards and looked me in my eyes. He stumbled back once more and caught his foot on a stone by the edge of the circle <gasps> Chris no I sprang forward and tried to grab at him as he fell backwards but I was too late I watched in terror as he disappeared into the abyss screaming as he fell the ground quaked as the whole Stopped growing. I collapsed to the ground and cried there for several minutes. The fear replaced with anguish. Chris. No... Uh. I choked. I had killed... Even though it was in self-defense, I couldn't help but blame myself for what had happened. I wanted to wake up. But this wasn't a dream. It was a living nightmare. Too distraught to comprehend what had just occurred, I grabbed my flashlight and stumbled back home through the mist. I woke my parents up. As soon as I got home, and told them everything, they were skeptical, but my dad agreed to follow me out to the woods after seeing how shaken I really was. The mist was gone, and I led him along the marked trees, until we reached the end. He sighed. Heather, there's nothing here, it was just a dream. I stared in absolute disbelief at the solid ground before me. This was where the circle had been. I could see the rock that Chris had tripped on, the disturbed soil where a tree had fallen into nothingness. I propped myself up against a tree, overcome with nausea. Honey, are you okay? My dad asked, putting a hand on my shoulder. I. It, it must have been a dream after all. I said. I didn't believe it. Everything I had just experienced seemed so real. The circle, the knife, the blood, Chris's screams, all seared into my brain. I didn't want to rationalize it right then. We returned home, and I went to bed, although I never went to sleep. I kept trying to call Chris throughout the night and the Chris. following days, you know what to do. but he never answered. Neither would his parents when I called the house. I knocked on their door, but no one seemed to be home. The following Monday, Chris didn't show up at school. Same with Tuesday and Wednesday. The police searched his house and found both of his parents dead in some sort of bloodbath. The cops theorized that Chris had murdered his parents and ran away to avoid arrest but I knew the truth Chris was dead I was the only one who knew what had really happened to him but what could I say people would just think I was crazy or that I was trying to cover for my friend the circle was gone so was my best friend But the memories would never fade, nor the constant struggle to come to terms with what had happened and why. You can be assured of one thing, though. I haven't spent a day in the woods since. Thanks for listening. Thank you again to Aiden Fly. They did such a wonderful job on the story, seriously. Um, I will also have in the show notes a link to the original posting of the story, which was on the No Sleep subreddit, if you'd like to go back and read it. Remember to go to twitch.tv and check out my friend, The Witch of the Wood. Again, there won't be a new episode next week, but this can hold you over. Listen to us talk about cosmic horror and the movie event horizon um follow the show on uh twitter instagram and facebook at scary to sleep the facebook group again is a group so just answer the questions and feel free to just say podcast podcast let me know that you're not a robot or something um let's see what else um I don't have much to say this week. I have a lot of cleaning to do for the family that's coming into town. So I better get to that. I'm sorry. This isn't a very rambly end this week. Um, I will be back the week after next and, um, I have a new guided nightmare coming up and I'm very excited about it. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? else? I don't, I don't think there's much else. I'm so sorry. I have so much to do. And this week was crazy. Um, go check out which of the wood. Um, I have another guest spot coming up soon that I will announce as well. And that was also a lot of fun. Uh, can't wait for that to come out. Uh, yeah. So I hope you have a great weekend and a great week since I won't see you next week. Um, go get some sleep, sweet dreams.